This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 87. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. Howdy there. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. This is Brett Hurst. And we are marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. I am married to the host. (laughs) And I'm married to the (laughs) co-host, the bestest host. Well, today's episode is called... Odds and ends. Odds and ends. Odds and ends. Odds and ends. That's right. What an odd name. (laughs) Well, throughout our marriage education travels, we sometimes pick up ideas and tidbits that are interesting enough to talk about on the podcast, but that may not be robust enough, if you will, to fill an entire episode. I like that word. So we hang on to these little nuggets, or shall we say, I hang on to these little nuggets until we have a few of them collected, and then we just throw them in a catch-all episode like today. So this is either the most valuable of all episodes or something else. I think something in this episode will be worth taking away for our listeners. So Let's just see what happens. Well, that's what we're doing today. So, okay. The first thing that we're going to talk about uh, is something that came up from a Gottman article, a Gottman Institute article that I read a while back. And it's this idea that in Gottman's research, and for those of you who are regular listeners, you know that we quote John Gottman all the time. But in his research, he has found that the idea of the big romantic gesture may not be all that it's cracked up to be. Okay, so you're saying the big deal... Big blow-it-out romance efforts yes. are not always as significant as Hollywood would make them to be, or we would make them to be. Right. And so before I kind of unpack that, I'd like to ask you, Brett, what comes to mind when you think of like a movie moment or a, in a TV show or something that is just like this over-the-top grand gesture? Does so anything the, come to mind? The Jerry Maguire scene. Yeah, for sure. Would you? Do you want to say what that is for our peeps who don't know? Him busting in into the room of women and saying to Renee Zellweger that uh, you complete me and yes. everybody swoons. And then oh, she says, "You had me at you hello. You had me at hello. That's right." <laughs> or John Cusack in "Say Anything" with the boom, the boombox thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which I have to say, I had a ton of people. I remember when that movie "Say Anything" came out, and that scene happened, and people just thought, "Thought, oh my gosh, that was the most incredible scene." And I was like, "That was kind of (laughs) cheesy." I love John Cusack, but I just thought I was like, if my boyfriend was standing outside, I think it was raining, maybe, or he has a trench coat on or something, and he's holding this big boombox playing this really loud music. A, my dad would have gotten ticked off. <laughs> so it would not have been romantic He'd at my chase house. chase that boy off the lawn in exactly. five seconds. Well, we think of, you know, things like Romeo at Juliet's window. And, you know, there's just all kinds of things. But, um, you know, today's more common examples might include an extravagant bouquet of flowers or an expensive dinner at a nice restaurant or a pricey piece of jewelry or hey. a week-long trip 
trip to a tropical resort. And I, I think by now our listeners are going, wait, what is wrong with the grand gesture? Like- I've done all those things for you. <laughs> well, here's the thing that Gottman's research shows that there none of those things are quick fixes if you are in an unhappy relationship. Right. They're not going to solve the problem. Yeah. If you go on that week-long tropical vacation, you might just find yourself fighting on the beach. You know, or if you go to the real expensive dinner, you might get in an argument over dinner and you will not end up feeling any closer. I remember a particular couple, and this has been years and years ago, but they were really in a bad place in their Mm. relationship. They actually ended up divorcing. But while they were still married, someone had recommended that they take a second honeymoon, you know, and so they did. They booked like a week-long trip to some awesome place in Mexico and went. And when they came back... I think they were worse off than when they went because I think psychologically they thought if we can't even have a good time in a place like this, paradise. If paradise can't fix this, then, then we're in big then trouble. Then we're in big trouble. And I right. think they were actually worse off when they came back from that. So here's what Gottman says. He talks about reconnecting with your partner. Think small and think frequent. Turn towards your partner. We say this all the time. So Even it's, it's the little things. It is the little daily things. Mm-hmm. It's turning toward the little, the smallest bids of connection. You know, it's wives, you know, tell him how much you appreciate everything that he does. Yeah, that's that's bigger than the big grand gesture. Huge. Guys, tell her how pretty she looks. She needs to know that. Mm-hmm. Celebrate the small successes for each other. You know, show up for each other in the little everyday kinds of challenges. You look pretty right now. Thank you. (laughs) With my yoga pants and my ponytail. I like your ponytail. (laughs) But, you know, it's those everyday moments that over time, they actually can eclipse the, the bigger romantic gestures. So it's the ongoing consistent. It is. Day-to-day things, the slow burn. Yeah, because when you do that, you build up a wealth of positivity and connection in your relationship. And so when you do do the the rare grand gesture, it's fully appreciated and it's fully experienced and it's not like an attempt to try to fix things. Well, my goodness, I could have been saving all kinds of money. This is what I want to say. Do not misunderstand. I'm not saying don't do grand gestures. Well, that's what I hear you saying. No, you're you're twisting my words. That right. is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that Gottman says, okay. blame it on him, that if that's what you're trying to do to, to fix the relationship, you'd be better off just trying some small things every day. So you still want to go to Florida next year? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, that'll be a fun trip. All right. So the second thing I want to throw out in this little odds and ends episode is this is a nice rule of thumb to start thinking about. When you are making a negative attribution to your partner, in other words, when you're noticing, say, a little annoying character flaw. I would never do that. Yeah, I never do this either. But assume that we did. Then try to see that a similar trait in yourself So for example, at our house, and I know we've talked about this on the show before, but Brett, you have a wonderful habit of leaving kitchen drawers open. I don't know why that is. I just don't want to 
completely closed the deal, I guess. But now you've bought that little tray where you can stick your forks and knives. And, That's true. And we don't even have to use the drawer. Well, there are other drawers in the kitchen, but I, I end up kind of following you around and just closing the drawers. Now, I could get really annoyed by that you if could. I wanted to. You have. But then what I do is I remind myself, Kelly, you don't put the cap back on the milk. Ever. He never put the cap on the milk. And I, I'm sure I've defended myself on this show before, but for people, there are people who know what I'm talking about when I say, when I pour my milk into my cereal, yep. the time that it takes to put the cap back on and put the milk back in the fridge <laughs> means my cereal's going to get soggy. <laughs> and I want it to be crisp. Hey, at least my <laughs> leaving the drawer open thing does not lead to botulism. It's never out that long. You come behind me and put it away. That's right. I make sure of it. <laughs> so the idea here is that for every annoying thing that your spouse does, you you do something annoying too. So just like throw I it back guess. at yourself. And <laughs> I think it keeps things in perspective. And I think the other end is true. Like if you make a positive attribution to yourself, come up with a similar trait in your spouse. And I think, Brett, the way this shows up at our house is I've noticed in the last few years, you and I try to outdo each other in compliments. That's true. And so I noticed that if one of us says thank you for something, you know, the other partner's kind of going, and by the way, thank you for doing so-and-so. Like, yeah. that was really sweet. Yeah, you know, that's true. Try to outdo each other with that. We so do, We do do that. Yes. I hope that that little tidbit is helpful for people. Okay, the third thing I want to bring up is just a neat reminder that this is just something that, I don't know, I kind of forgot about. And recently, there's been a lot of just kind of anxiety in our world with, we've had lots of friends who are sick and just mm -hmm. losing loved ones. And our daughter's been sick this week. And it's just been kind of a... It's been a hard week. Yeah. And so I noticed yesterday, I was trying to get some work done. And the night before, I hadn't slept very well. And I was really having a hard time yesterday focusing on my tasks. And at some point, you said to me, why don't you just take a little nap, which I got to say, normally, I'm like the queen of naps. Mm. In fact, I heard what someone say once, one of the most spiritual things you can do is take a nap sometimes. And I was like, then that means I am so spiritual. That's right. Because I am the queen of naps. You're the most spiritual person I know. Yeah. But I was not giving myself permission yesterday to think that way. Okay. And once I realized, oh... I'm tired. That, that's that's what this is. Mm -hmm. I went and took a nap, had so much more clarity afterwards. Mm. It was it so good. So this acrostic called HALT, H-A-L-T. HALT. HALT is something that I learned you know, years ago, but it's just worth mentioning again, that when you're anxious or angry or stirred up about something, try to ask yourself if you're experiencing one of the following things. Are you hungry? H. Are you angry? That's the A. Are you lonely? L. <laughs> and are you tired? T. And I think that a so lot hungry, of... angry, lonely, or tired. Yeah. Hungry, or angry, you can lonely. combine the hungry and angry and say hangry, which sometimes is okay. helpful. I've seen you do. Yeah. But I think a lot of marital conflict could be solved by just stopping and remembering to kind of ask ourselves, okay, why am I getting so mad about this? Or why am I getting frustrated? You know, I oh, haven't yeah, eaten in you know, 10 hours. I'm you know, or, Exactly. Or I'm exhausted. I had insomnia last night. I need a nap. Yeah. No. So I think... The, I think we're pretty good, Brett, about recognizing when is not a good time to like have certain conversations. Mm. You know, like at 1030 at night, it's probably not a good idea to bring up something heavy. 
And we're pretty good about being able to go, I don't think I can go there right now. Let's talk about it tomorrow, you know. Or during the playoffs. Yes. Right. We don't have to talk about that. The Astros are done now. I don't want to talk about that. So HALT, H-A-L-T, I I don't know. I I think it may help people just kind of figure out where they are sometimes, and that's good. And then the last couple of things I wanted to share are just two quotes that I've been saying a lot because they really resonated with me. And one is from... Hawkeye from MASH, Alan Alda. Alan Alda. Alan okay. Alda. He very, said this on very a very po- distinctive voice. Yes, Alan he does. Alda. I love his narration voice. But he was on a podcast recently that I was listening to. And he said this when it comes to communication, be a partner in communication, not a target in communication. Mm, that's good. And don't treat the other person you're in communication with as a target. And I just think right now in our culture, all of us could really use this refresher to remember the art of dialogue and not debate, which right. it seems to be all anyone wants to do these days. It's just about debate. seek and destroy. Yeah, and let me tell you why I'm right and why you're wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just like that idea of thinking about being partners in communication, meaning we have equal voices, we have equal thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings. and We're working these thoughts out together. Yeah, and not, not a target in communication. So thank you, Hawkeye. <laughs> That was very helpful. And then the wait, last... Wait, wait, nothing from Trapper John? Um, well, I, I haven't heard anything lately, but um, yeah. but I do love Trapper John's character on MASH. So. Yeah, well. And then the last quote that I want to share is from Bob Goff. And I heard him say this at a conference earlier this year, and I swear I have said this to so many people, and it's this. Quit trying to be God's lawyer. A, he doesn't need one. And B, you're no good at it. I love that line. I do too. It's so brilliant. God doesn't need a lawyer. He doesn't. And I've said that to so many people, and it just really gets to the heart of, you know, like trying to defend God or something. And I think God sometimes goes, uh, you're not doing this very well. Don't, I don't need that, you know? So what's that got to do with marriage? Well, I think sometimes, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we just want to be everybody's lawyer. (laughs) There you go. <laughs> I know that we do that in marriage. I'm thinking about other relationships and, you know, conversations mm-hmm. and stuff, but I think it hap- I think anytime we can sort of get a perspective on our own filters and our own motivations mm-hmm. and everything, I think that just has to translate well into your marriage relationship. Right, you right. Know, good good individual growth here. And I'll add another one. Take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Take a chill pill. <laughs> You know, I mean, yes. back to the anxiety thing. Everybody is just so plagued with anxiety yeah. and exhaustion, I think, that mm-hmm. it um, just makes us kind of move from one irrational position to another. Yeah. And we just don't do enough reflection. Yeah, and, it's and true. Take time to just relax, abide in God, and be still and know that He is God. That is very true and very helpful. Well, and so that's it. That's all our odds and ends for today. It's a short episode. That was uh, that was economic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I want to say a special thank you to our many new subscribers. We've had a really great year of growth on Marriage to the Max, and we're just so thrilled that anybody listens, but certainly we wouldn't be continuing to do this if we didn't have our yeah. listeners. And so um, tell someone, tell a friend about Marriage to the Max. and Several thousand new listeners. Yeah, I just want to so. see it grow. And so thank you all very, very much. Well, if you would like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out our website at homeencouragement.org. And also, we hope you'll follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have a topic or question you would like for us to discuss, 
discuss on the podcast, send us an email to thehursts at homeencouragement.org, and we will do our very best to get it on the air. And we hope you'll share the love by rating us on Apple Podcasts, and we'd be thrilled if you would write a review. So thrilled. Oh, so thrilled. This really helps us to have more visibility. So thanks for listening today, and until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.